Scotsman. Then grease me up, woman. Sir, have you noticed how North Edinburgh golfers put like this? And South Edinburgh golfers put like this? Welcome to Willie Hears You, a Scottish Simpsons podcast. I'm your host Ian, and this is the show where we aim to rate and rank every single Simpsons episode ever, as well as getting the thoughts and opinions of you guys, our followers and listeners, as much as possible. This is episode number 14, and this is also the debut of season 2 of the show. Yes, in our previous 13 episodes, we covered the interesting uh, events of what happened in season one and now we are finally on to season two a week ahead of schedule but here we are so in today's show we're talking about season two episode one bart gets an f don't forget though if you would like to support us on our social medias you can do so we're on twitter at willie hears we're on facebook we're on instagram we're on tiktok and willie hears you a scottish simpsons podcast I would just like to take this as an opportunity to thank everyone who supported us through our season one. We've made already made some great friends uh, from you guys, our listeners, to other shows who are talking about The Simpsons as well. We appreciate all of you. There's some big thing. There's going to be some differences happening in season two. We're going to have some special guests. We already have guests lined up for a few of our episodes. We are obviously always on the lookout for more guests. So if you are a Simpsons aficionado, get in touch with us because we are looking for hosts co-hosts, co-guests for our episodes on season two. We already have quite a few of them covered, but there are still a few spaces available. So if you would like uh, to host an episode with me on one of the Simpsons episodes in season two, then please do get in touch through either of those social media channels that I've already mentioned, or you can email us willyhears at gmail.com. That's willyhears at gmail.com. But without further ado, we're going to get straight into this week's episode, which is Bart Gets an F. Lunch, Lady Doris. Have you got any grease? Yes. Yes, we do. Then grease me up, woman! Okie dokie. This episode first aired on the 11th of October, 1990, was directed by David Silverman, written by David M. Stern, has a massive jump in viewership from the final episode of season one actually 6.5 million more in the u.s viewers with a rating of 33.6 million and a nielsen rating of 18.4 which is up from the 15.4 that some enchanted evening got on the finale of season number one the chalkboard gag for this episode, I will not encourage others to fly, whilst the couch gag is the family sits on the couch and it falls through the floor. Already you can see, just a little bit more creative with their card, um, their chalkboard, I was going to say cardboard there, that's completely incorrect, with their chalkboard and their couch gags. 
Like the first, the couch gags specifically in season one, you know, were very, very repetitive, very, very boring. Um, they were bookended quite well, but overall, just you know, not fun. And this, well, this one obviously is far, far, far from the creativeness of some of the future ones. It does definitely tip its hat to that. So we we got to give it that. Before I sort of get through into the breakdown of this episode, this st- episode is for me still. It's, it's better than most episodes from season one, but it's still not quite there. And a lot of the gags in this one are, are kind of visual as well. There's a lot of visual gags in this episode from, you know, that whole scene where uh, Bart looks out the window and sees everyone, you know, having fun in the snow. And it's, it's, it's not the funniest Simpsons episode. And in actual fact, there's quite a lot of serious moments in this episode. You know, specifically around Bart and his his whole sort of sense of self-image. And Bart actually displays a few behaviours that for, for a parent or just for anyone in general, if you saw your one of your friends or family displaying some of the behaviours that Bart displays in this episode, you'd actually be very, very concerned about them and concerned about their, their sort of mental state. So, you know, um, there's really some sort of serious topics that are discussed and and. and sort of brought not discussed they don't really go into them in too much detail but they're definitely sort of broached in this episode and and obviously the simpsons has not been something that's been afraid in season one to broach this the sort of subjects of mental health and, and suicide you know we saw that in a couple of episodes um you know we saw bar uh sorry homer you know heading off to attempt to commit suicide and and other sort of cases of depression and things like that so it's, it's certainly not a topic that the simpsons is afraid to broach but you know you're maybe looking to kick off uh, a season on a real, real high note. And um, I'm not sure this is the best episode from the season to be episode number one. It wasn't the first episode produced. The first episode produced for the season was Two Cars in Every Garage and Three Eyes in Every Fish. And I'm not 100%, I, I don't know, like, that might have been a better episode than this to, to kick off the season, but... Say la vie. Anyways, we shall we shall we'll crack into it. So we kick off the episode, Bart gets into trouble because, you know, he's interrupting Martin's uh, delivery of a book report on Ernest Hemingway. And Bart Martin's, you know, dressed up as Ernest Hemingway. He's got the pipe and the wig and the fake beard and you know, he's just being a little general know it all. And we see, you know, Bart pranking him, he puts some ketchup on his chair. And then it's Bart's turn. It's Bart's turn to deliver his book report, and his book report is on Treasure Island, which is, you know, a pretty well-known book. It's pretty commonly known, like, the basics of, of, you know, who's in it and who wrote it and things like that. But he has he has no idea about any of this. Uh, he hasn't got a clue. And in order to try and get through his presentation, he, sit, he pretty much just reads what's on the front cover. Uh, but obviously that doesn't wash with Mrs. Krabappel, so he's given detention. And Bart... Uh, Bart is being lectured by Ms. Krabappel, but he obviously has trouble focusing. Your grades have gotten steadily worse since the beginning of the term. Are you aware of that? Yes, ma'am. Are you aware that there is a major exam tomorrow on colonial America? Yes, ma'am. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, ma'am. Blah, 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 Yes, ma'am. Bart, you haven't been paying attention to a word I said, have you? Yes, ma'am. Well, then what did I say? Uh... Straighten up and fly right. <laughs> well, that was a lucky guess. So we cut to Bart. He's at the video arcade. He's playing games. He decides, you know, that he's going to sort of knuckle down and study when he gets home. Then we see him at home and he's watching Itchy and Scratchy with Lisa and Maggie. And and Marge announces, you know, it's time for dinner. And 
Bart says, well, you're okay, then after dinner it's time to hit the books. But of course when dinner ends, Homer wants him to watch his, a, a gorilla movie marathon with him. So he does that and he says, okay, well, just one more hour. And finally, finally Bart gets down to studying and almost immediately, you know, he falls asleep. There's also a moment in this earlier where Lisa, she announces that she gets an A on a vocabulary test and Homer goes to put their test paper on the on the on the fridge. You can see that there's lots and lots of test papers from Lisa there, and there's a drawing from Bart that they've put on the fridge, and 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 Homer just covers that up with Lisa's new test paper, and that obviously upsets Bart. And that is the sort of early, I think, indications in this episode about, you know, perhaps like Bart's sort of issues that he has here. You know, maybe feelings of inadequacy, feelings of being underappreciated. You know, there's nothing wrong with being someone who isn't book smart you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and obviously Bart as a character is very street smart but not book smart and I I, you know I I was one of the people who was quite book smart at school but there's absolutely nothing wrong and not every vocation requires you to be book smart and I think there is too much pressure on kids to be you know really really good at every single subject that they do and that's that's just not the case you know I, I was very good at school but I was you know what I was horrendous at things like science despite the fact you know that I was really good with maths and and things like that I was horrendous at, at science and I really didn't do well at that I was I wasn't that great at foreign languages but you know I was really good with maths and English and and stuff like that so you know it, it there's I, th- I think there's too much pressure on kids to be good at everything when they go to school um Unfortunately here, Bart's not really that good at, good at anything, but that, that's also down to the fact that he, he puts in zero effort, so. So yeah, he falls asleep immediately whilst trying to study. He wakes up late, he's, he needs to, cr- trying to cram on his way to school, he asks Otto if he can crash the bus, which he obviously refuses, and then he sees that Sherry and Terry, there's a seat free next to Sherry and Terry, and he tries to get some answers out of them, you know, he wants a little late cram session, as he calls it, and he essentially is quizzing them and writing down their answers, um, but they give him fake answers, because they know what he's up to, they, they, they cotton on to what he's up to straight away, as soon as he steps foot on the bus. So Martin warns Bart that the answers are wrong, uh, and eventually when it comes time to do the test, Bart just fakes, the, fakes an illness to get out, and gets sent to the school nurse. So yeah, Bart gets sent home. Uh, eventually, sorry, Bart gets sent home from school. And as soon as he's home, you see that Marge is chasing about after him. He's on. He's having multiple bowls of ice cream. She's pretty much waiting on his every whim. And in order to get the results for the test, he calls Millhouse, and Millhouse gives him the answers to the test. Uh, so Bart feels very confident about being able to go back to school and and set the test, which we see he does, and he fails miserably. Millhouse obviously not doing very well at his tests either. Uh, it's it's interesting to see because obviously you know that shows that Bart is not the only child who is struggling in that class. Obviously, Milhouse has uh, uh, had a really poor showing at that test as well, and that maybe speaks to the sort of issues of who you surround yourself with as well. You know, obviously Bart and Milhouse are, are best friends, but neither one of them seem to be particularly smart at school. But I don't think. We ever sort of broach this as a subject again in future series and episodes of Millhouse's achievements going through school. You know, obviously we, we focus very much on Bart and Lisa, and I'm not sure that's that's really sort of brought up again. But he's failed the test so miserably that uh, the school decides that they need to speak to Homer and Marge. I find it really interesting because in Bart the Genius in season one, this was all dealt with by Principal Skinner. Whereas here, in Bart Gets an F, this is all dealt with by Mrs. Krabappel. 
And, you know, you've got Dr. J. Lauren Pryor who comes back in to talk to Homer and Marge. I do like the fact that they acknowledge that these characters have met before. You know, when they come in, Mrs. Krabappel says, oh, I believe you know Dr. J. Lauren Pryor. So obviously, you know, they're acknowledging that they've had interaction before. I like that. Uh, we also see here that Homer has the same attention span problem that Bart had earlier with Mrs. Krabappel. Um, and essentially... And this is this is one of the areas where I think you know like they they really don't speak to Bart in a, a particularly encouraging way. They pretty much tell him that he is the only student that is not making any progress whatsoever. And even if that's the case, you know that's probably an incredibly demoralizing thing to hear that you are out of that class of whatever twenty students that you're the only one that's failing it. And that well that will make you feel isolated. And and you know Bart does get start getting upset. And they essentially say to him, well, if you fail your next test, then we're going to make you repeat the fourth grade. Bart, obviously, is very worried about this. He doesn't want to repeat the fourth grade. He asks Otto for advice. Maybe not the best guy to, to ask for advice. And, and Otto reveals that he had his own troubles uh, whilst he was in school. Otto, you know I respect you. I mean, you always let us throw stuff at cars and try to tip the bus on sharp turns. <laughs> Dancing never goes over, does it? So what's in your head, little man? Well... I've been failing a lot of tests recently. Yeah. Uh -huh. And now they're talking about holding me back in the fourth grade if I don't shape up. That's it? Hey, relax, man. It could end up being the best thing that ever happened to you. I got held back in the fourth grade myself. Twice. And look at me, man. Now I drive the school bus. So Bart has a vision of the future where he is uh, a fully grown adult, but he is still stuck in the fourth grade. Bart Jr., which is an identical copy of Bart, is also still in the class and he's trying to sneak him answers. Bart Jr. seems to be smarter than Bart Sr. at this point, I must tell you. But um, Bart decides that he must do something about this. So he asks Martin for help. He asks Martin to help him get a passing grade and in exchange, he'll make Martin more popular. Martin agrees, although Martin didn't really realise he was as unpopular as he was. Um, and so we get this sort of montage of scenes where you've got uh, Martin, who's trying to sort of help Bart by you know cleaning up his room and giving him an appropriate study area but we don't actually see them do much studying but he sort of watches him study some stuff and then in return bart is you know teaching him how to make funny faces and pull pranks and and do all those sorts of things and where to sit in the bus and so you know they have that mutual understanding and then it cuts to the scene where martin martin's now clearly just part of the group you know, and they've pulled a prank on somebody, they've pushed a, a boy into the girls' uh, bathrooms. And so Bart's, Bart is ready to go and do some more studying, but, but Martin's gotten a bit of a rush, sorry, from this prank. And essentially just ditches Bart and the agreement that they have to go to the arcade. So, you know, that was that's not a cool move from Martin, that's a bit of a dick move as well. Back at home, Bart has been trying to study but it just doesn't work for him again it goes to this thing like study is not study works different for different people people learn in different ways and obviously just sitting down and reading books is not an appropriate way for bart to study it just doesn't work for him and so uh, he is last resort he prays to god for assistance he wants him anything to happen that means that school he can't doesn't have to go to school the next day so you can have an extra day to study and we see it begins to snow outside and when he wakes up the next day, the whole town is absolutely covered in snow. On the radio, we see that um, 
the nuclear power plant is closed and all the county schools are closed as well. But Bart, being Bart, immediately goes to grab his sled and go outside and ha start having fun. But Lisa guilt trips him into staying inside and studying. And Bart is, you know, at this point, he's like, oh, I'm not missing much. He looks outside, though, and I'm not gonna, <laughs> it looks like the entire place is having a blast. There's people ice skating. There's people having snowball fights. They're all singing songs. Don't know if you noticed this, actually, though, in that scene where they're all sort of holding hands in a giant circle and singing the song. Sideshow Bob's in there, um, who obviously just a couple of episodes ago went to prison. So I'm not sure if that was a, a purpose thing, a, a thing they did on purpose to put Sideshow Bob in there or it was just a, a, a genetic mistake. Because Sideshow Bob's in jail. Bart locks himself in the basement, tries to get himself away from the distractions, but he gets distracted again. And this is where one of he starts displaying some of this odd behavior because he starts to slap himself in the face like multiple times. And that's, that's the sort of behavior that would start to get me a little bit concerned about it. Bart and his whole sort of mental state at this point and it cuts immediately to him being at school still slapping himself which maybe means leads leads us to believe that he got distracted again whilst doing the test he asks Mrs. Krabappel to mark the test straight away she does and he fails he gets a 59 which is a failing part failing grade I'm assuming based on what's about to happen that 60 is a passing grade uh, and he gets a 59 Bart begins to cry and to be honest with you, Mrs. Krabappel is not, like, despite the fact that she, he is still one of our students, and she is not really comforting him very well. Well, Bart, it's a 59. That's another F. Oh, no. I can't believe it. I know, I know. Another year together. Oh, it's going to be hell. <laughs> well, what's the matter? Well, I would think you'd be used to failing by now. <laughs> No, you don't understand. I really tried this time. I mean, I really tried. There, there. <laughs> this is as good as I can do, and I still failed. Well, a 59, it's a high F. So Bart obviously continues to be really upset, but then sort of displays some applied knowledge and starts talking about some of the things that are to do with the test. And Mrs. Krabappel is really impressed by this and decides to give him a little bit of an extra credit, which just pushes him over the pass mark and means that Bart gets a D minus. And he celebrates. He celebrates and he gets so carried away with himself that he actually forgets that kind of where he is and does something that Bart Simpson would never, ever do. You mean I passed? Just barely. <gasps> I passed! I got a D minus! I passed! All right! I passed, I passed, I passed, I passed, I got a D minus, I passed, I got a D minus, I passed, I got a D minus, I passed, I passed, I kissed the teacher. And finally, we get the scene where we're back in the house and Homer's putting Bart's D- on the fridge and the credits roll. And that is the episode Bart gets an F. Definitely in this episode, you can see it's, for me, the positives in this episode, because I don't actually think this is the funniest of episodes, and you probably have gathered that by the, the clips that I've chosen to, to place in this episode. But I think this episode is far better structured and paced than anything that we saw in season one. I think 
in terms of those sorts of things, it is a, it's a superior episode. However, I think this episode does lack a little bit on the laughs front. Again, it's dealing with some serious topics. I just don't, I'm just not sure this is the best way to kick off the season. But there are reasons why they chose this and we'll get into them in a little bit. But for me... Um, it's definitely not the best episode of the season. It's better than a lot of what we got in season one, but I still don't think we're anywhere near where we're going to be getting in the next couple of seasons of The Simpsons. It's not those Golden Years episodes. But, you know, <clears throat> I just... Uh, I don't think... I don't think it's a bad episode. I don't think it's the best episode we've covered on the show so far. I do actually think there is one or two episodes in, in season... Uh, season one that are slightly better than this so so with that being said let's uh move on to our next segment which is our ratings and our reviews <laughs> there's nary an animal alive that can outrun a grease scotsman uh, we'll start off with you guys. On average when we throw it out to you guys we ask for your scores on a scale of zero to ten uh, you guys respond to us across our social medias on Facebook Instagram twitter uh and on average you guys gave this episode a 6.2 out of 10 which i'm just currently having a look down the list it looks like you guys kind of agree with me to be honest that this is a good episode better than some of the episodes in season one but uh there's better in season one and actually it is on the lower end of the scale in terms of um you know if you're comparing it to episodes that you, from your gut from the listeners responses these are the episodes that are above that. You gave more. You gave a six point nine to Crap's of Wrath, six point eight to Homer's Night Out, a six point five to Bart the Genius, a seven point three to Bart the General, six point three to Life in the Fast Lane, a six point three to The Call of the Simpsons, an eight point one to Krusty Gets Busted, and an eight to There's No Disgrace Like Home. So there's only actually well one two three there's only four episodes from season one that you've rated lower than this so i'm sitting there saying it's probably better than most but according to your guys's ratings it's not uh fables agreed upon podcast 9.5 one of my favorite early bart moments and one of the few early episodes that shows that edna genuinely cares i literally cry every time it does show that edna generally cares i think there are other examples of that myself personally but um you know i don't think she's as comforting throughout this episode as you know some of the comments that she does make are not particularly helpful in the situation that that the bart sort of finds himself in uh the other ian uh, obviously this has become a regular segment on the show where the other ian gives his reports on the simpsons based on the fact you know this all came about because in the first few episodes you know uh ian he uh supported this show and listen to every episode, and we'll always give very, very detailed responses, so he now gets his own little segment. The other Ian says, I'd give it a 6.5, about what I'd give to most of season 2. It's definitely already sharper than most of season 1 in terms of storytelling and pacing, but it's not quite there yet in terms of joke quality and quickness. There are definitely more laughs than most of season 1 episodes, though, and it feels like we can start to see hints of what the show becomes. A few that come to mind are the Granny video game, the Founding Fathers flashback and Bart cheating of Millhouse's bad test. I always expect the test to have been changed, but no, Millhouse just did poorly too. 
Old Bart being in the same class as Bart Jr. is funny, but needs sharpening. That's how I feel about most of the episode, to be honest. Martin provided most of the really solid laughs for me in this episode, from his book report to his graffiti and to his sunglasses and Hawaiian shirt at the end. Some of the later episodes also really have good lighting, and there's a moment like that in this where Bart runs down the stairs and is met with Lisa's shadow. The creators are also starting to bring in pop culture references the way they do later, with Patty and Selma on the sleigh being a recreation of some famous painting that I don't know the name of. I think the creators are starting to find their groove, but that's certainly still room for improvement. I do feel like the ending is kind of a cop-out because he doesn't end up getting an F, and I I get the feeling that the line part of this D- belongs to God was intending to appease social conservatives who were unhappy with the show. It's not bad at all, but without that context it does come off as a bit corny all these years later. How times have changed. Overall though, it's definitely a solid start to season 2. And you know what, yeah, Ian, he brings up some really interesting points there that I am going to talk about when we get to the trivia as well. Um, there is a, a section in there about sort of conservative groups, so I will talk about that briefly when we get into the trivia. But in general, I pretty much agree with everything that Ian has said there. Um, you know, I, I already mentioned things about, you know, the storytelling and the pacing being much better, but the jokes and the laughs maybe not being quite there yet. So, you know, we did talk of that. And given that, given all those things, I'm going to give this episode in 6 out of 10. Like I say, I think it is better than most episodes in season one, but it's definitely not the best of this season. There's definitely going to be better episodes this season. I think there's one or two episodes that are slightly better than the last season. And that gives Bart Gets an F an average score of 6.2 out of 10, which is the same score as Bart the General and puts it means, sorry, it is tied for fifth place on our leaderboard of now 14 episodes. So yeah, at the top end, but there will be loads and loads of episodes that are coming up that are higher than this episode. So with that being said, we're going to get into our next segment of the show, which is the trivia. Sir, have you noticed how North Edinburgh golfers put like this? And South Edinburgh golfers put like this. A little bit of trivia this week. This is, or at least up until, I'm not sure if this still is the case, but for a long, long, long time, this is the highest rated episode of The Simpsons of all time. Um... I actually should have double-checked that. I actually forgot to double-check that before coming on there, but this was, for a very, very long time at least, the highest-rated episode of The Simpsons of all time. It was moved uh, from its Sunday time slot uh, on Fox for Season 2. It used to be on Sundays at 8pm, but it was moved to 8pm on the Thursdays. The plan was to put it up against NBC, who were also airing The Cosby Show at the time. Uh, and that was the big sort of draw, and they wanted to put The Simpsons up against that the the producers of the show were very dead against this they didn't want it going up against the sims uh, going up against the cosby show but it did and you know it went on to become the phenomenon it became as i said earlier two cars in every garage and three eyes in every fish was meant to be the first was this was the first episode sorry produced for the season but the popularity of bart because bart mania kind of struck at this point and they wanted the first episode to really be centered on him to try and capitalize on this. And that's why Bart Gets an F was was selected to be the debut episode of the season. The summer of the 1990s saw many conservative and parent groups characterize Bart as a poor role model because of his rebellious nature. You know, people like schools were banning Bart merchandise, t-shirts and things that bared his slogans. And it's been criticized by a lot of critic groups that this episode was sort of res a response to this controversy and it goes back to what Ian, the other Ian said you know about um this episode and about that sort of pandering maybe by saying things like this uh, part of this d minus belongs to god you know it feels maybe a little bit like they were sort of just trying to appease those groups and make bart a little bit better maybe just by showing you know 
because the whole point of Bart Simpson is that he is rebellious and he, he doesn't do well in school. But in this episode, the, the message kind of is a little bit more, you know, if you really do buckle down and study, you'll get you'll get what you need, essentially. Uh, what have we got left? This is the first appearance of Mayor Quimby uh, on the show, although he didn't have his trademark Mayor Sash. But yes, the first appearance of Mayor Quimby on The Simpsons. It was the first episode to feature the new title sequence, it had been sh- fr- uh, which was different from the ones from season one. It had been shortened by 15 seconds, and there's three different versions of the title sequence. There was a 75, 45, and 25-second sequence, just to give the editors a little bit more leeway in terms of whether the episode was running maybe a little bit short or a little bit wrong. And finally, Bart's t-shirt. I don't know if you noticed this. It's, it's a slightly different colour in this season, and it, it's like that for the whole season. Uh, it does revert to its sort of usual sort of deeper red in season three and stays that way moving forward but it is a more a sort of pastel pale red in this season as well so slightly different color on barb's t-shirt but with that being said we'll move on to our final segment of the show and that is the listener question of the week looking at a turn that's a peddling looking out the window that's a peddling staring at my sandals that's a peddling Paddling the school canoe. Oh, you better believe that's a paddling. This week's listener question of the week. What three episodes would you show to someone who had never seen The Simpsons before? What three episodes would you show to someone who had never seen The Simpsons before? We got a few good answers to this. Um, So basically the premise of this, you know, if, if someone comes up to you and says, you know what, I've never seen The Simpsons, I want to get into it. What episodes would you recommend? Well, Gamer Geek would recommend Mr. Plow, Marge vs. the Monorail, and Fear of Flying. And I must, those are three really solid episodes right there. I think really great episodes to get anyone who's introduction. I would probably, of the three, put Marge vs. the Monorail in there in, as one of my three. Ian Spencer says the PTA disbands Secrets of a Successful Marriage and Last Exit to Springfield. Again, some really solid choices. None of them would make my three recommendations, and I'll give my three recommendations in just a, a few moments, but three really solid episodes. Boomer, friend of the show, Homer the Great, Treehouse of Horror 3, and Cape Fear. Cape Fear is another episode of Minds that definitely makes the list. So I would have Cape Fear, Marge versus the Monorail, and... Um, uh, I'll, I'll re- announce the second one in just a second. Um, no one actually said the, the second one for me. The third one, sorry for me. Matt Spectral gives Homer's Enemy, Itchy and Scratchy Land, and also Marge versus the Monorail. Itchy and Scratchy Land, a really, really solid episode. I think that's a really great episode to show anyone who's not seen the show before. Amy Drollet says Camp Krusty, the first Treehouse Horror, and Lisa Substitute. Really interesting choices of episodes there, all from earlier seasons as well. Uh, Reverie, uh, XOXO Reverie says Bart Carney, I Love Lisa. And is bundling Who Shot Mr. Burns Parts 1 and 2 as, as one big episode. I'll, I think we can we can accept that. Um, but Who Shot Mr. Burns, definitely, again, another really great sort of couple of episodes to show anyone who's not seen the show before. And I said, you know, Marge versus the Monorail and Cape Fear are probably in, are two of my three. The other one would be You Only Move Twice. Uh, Hank Scorpio in that episode. It's, it's, it's an episode that's near perfection for me. So that's it. Thank you to everyone who sent us in your answers for this week's Listener Question of the Week. Next week's Listener Question of the Week, who is your favourite one-off character? Who is a character that has only appeared centrally in one single episode? They could appear in the backgrounds in other episodes, but in terms of having an episode where they feature... 
who is your favourite one-off character? You, those threads are already up across our social medias. That's Facebook at Willie Hears. Uh, sorry, that's Twitter at Willie Hears, Facebook, Instagram, and you, uh, TikTok. Willie Hears, yeah, a Scottish Simpsons podcast. Or you can email us your answers, willyhears at gmail.com. Up next on the show, we are talking about Simpson and Delilah, episode two of season two, Simpson of and Delilah. Again, a thread will be going up on our social medias in the next day or so with asking for your thoughts and opinions and scores on Simpson and Delilah. So do send us those as well. Again, you can email us those, willyhears at gmail.com and let us know what you think of Simpson and Delilah and have your thoughts, have your scores read out on the episode. It will, uh, as of right now, it's still just going to be me next week on the show, but based on the episodes that we have coming up, we will very, very shortly be having guests in the next few weeks as well. Very, very excited to, to get new people on the show, get their ratings and get some thoughts from those guys as well. So that is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so, so much to everyone who has tuned in and listened. I really, really appreciate all the support you continue to give me. But until next week, make way for Willie! I'm singing in the rain, I just singing in the rain, what a glorious deal and ah, it burns like a Glasgow bikini wax! And along my life is getting you lonely, you can always go, ah, don't do Make way for Willie and floating gunsman! <laughs> There's nary an animal alive that can outrun a grease gutsman. Then grease me up, woman! Sir, have you noticed how North Edinburgh golfers put like this? And South Edinburgh golfers put like this! <laughs>